Hello and welcome to the Andy and Mandy podcast. My name is Andy Hayes. I'm Mandy Cherico. Um, we have a, a special guest with us this afternoon, this morning, um, this day, Caleb Carbone. How's it going? Welcome, Caleb. Thank you. Welcome. I'm a longtime listener, uh, first time person on the podcast. So. <laughs> wow. It's so good to have you here. It's very good to have you here. We've known Caleb a very long time. He's a fellow classmate, or former yeah. classmate, uh-huh. because we're not in school anymore. <laughs> right. Um, he's... Current friend. Current friend. Current congregant. That's right. Mm. Anything else about... Is that all? Well, all Mandy are? and I did an internship together at a church. Yes. So... We were co-pastors. Former yeah. colleague. Former colleague. Yeah. Colleague. Um, mm-hmm. We went to prison together, went to State Road Correctional <laughs> Facility. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Not not as a inmate or no, as, a, as a resident, volunteers. yeah, but as a volunteer. Volunteers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Been mm-hmm. through a lot yep. together. Which Stateville also constantly reminds me of just, I mean, I, well, let, let, let me say this. It's a, It was such an amazing experience that I still go back to it pretty much every week. Yeah. I think about it almost every day. I think about like a lot of those inmates and being like, yeah. what, are, what are they doing now? What, what's happening with them now? Yeah. Are they in classes still? And I listened to that one song that you sang, um, the, uh, the Bird. Oh, or, His Eyes on the Sparrow. Eyes, oh my, I listened to that. I, I probably cry one out of three every time, three times I listened wow. to it. It's, it's a powerful it's, it's it was a, really a powerful, powerful experience, song. yeah, and it's a good song. It's true. One of the guys sang that song at Stateville for us, so <sighs> to hear that in the prison walls was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So we go way back. Um, Caleb, can you tell us what you're doing with your life right now? Tell the listeners. Yeah. So uh, recently, this for the last month, I have been working with a nonprofit organization called the Night Ministry. And originally they were started by some, I think they said 12 or so Northside churches that came together and I think they realized that individually they couldn't meet the needs of people who were living out on the streets that were um, dealing with poverty or homelessness. So they together came and started an organization and it started out with one guy just walking along and ministering to um, people on the streets. He'd have like coffee and I think like a wagon or something like that. And now it's grown into this um, large entity, large um, organization that meets a lot of people's needs, both youth, adults, um, kind of young mothers. Um, They have, I mean, many different things. Um, And they have donors that are faithful that continue to give big donor, um, big, you know, money to them because they believe in what they're doing. Um, the, the, The department that I work with is called Outreach and Health Ministry. And so I work there right now as an outreach minister, which means that I just get to spend time with people and to listen to their stories and um, try to connect them to help as best as I, best I can. Um, I also do HIV testing on the bus, um, and I also get to drive the bus. So um, so I have some responsibilities, but I kind of help you know uh, work with a team that meets the needs of people all over the city um, with um, poverty. Um, and trying to find housing, um, and we help them with healthcare, and then of course the human connection, um, which are the three areas that we focus on. 
So this is a mobile ministry that goes throughout the, the one, streets of Chicago. The outreach part um, that I do is. Yeah. Um, the youth part, they do have an, um, an outreach part, but they also have um, housing, um, both kind of what they call an interim program, which is 120 days. Um, they have like a, a nightly program um, that people, that young individuals can stay at. Um, and they focus on, I think, 16 to 24 is the ages. So they, they do have that. Um, of course, the, the, new, the young moms, they have a place to stay um, as well. Um, they have, uh, they, yeah, so it's not, the whole organization is not mobile, um, but the specific part that I am is mobile. We go to stops um, in Pilsen, um, back of the yards, um, Inglewood area. Um, we go to Humble Park, Uptown, and then South Shore as well. Um, and those are the stops that we go to currently, but we've gone to other stops as well. Um, we're starting to breach, we, you know, we've kind of gone into the South Shore area, um, but now we're reaching a little bit more west. Um, Do you currently go to church anywhere? Yeah, I go to this small church that's um, just hired some some good good friends of mine. I go to Sojo Covenant Church. Oh, okay. <laughs> what do you think about it? You know what? Um, it's actually, a, a, I think it's good for both my wife and I to be at. Um, we've been Your church. Your is? Carrie. Carrie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Carrie, she, you know, we've been, you know, we met at a church well, I mean, we started going to a church when we met. Um, that's probably better. Um, and so kind of how we started to learn more about each other was through going to church um, and going through a community that loved and supported us and we could be involved in, um, knew our names, both pastors and congregants. Um, so we just felt like at home. And for the last three years, we've kind of been church shopping as, um, I mean, minus the time I did my internship. Um, but we weren't, real committed um to any church specifically and now we feel like now that we have been done with school and we have some we're kind of going into the rhythm of of life now without school um being a part of a community i think is small and intimate um is is actually beneficial for us because they know our name they're starting to know our name uh of course you guys know us as pastors and um getting involved is is key Cool. You're a longtime listener of this podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you listened to every episode? I have, yeah. Wow. That means a lot. Yep. Any favorites? Wow. Well, when you guys were first starting out, it was, I think it was a different podcast than it was now. You guys have evolved, right? I but when so. you guys talk, when you guys were talking about like Justin um, Timberlake and no, Justin probably. Bieber, because yeah. I mean, it was like that, it was like that, you know, he, Justin Timberlake was in that episode. You guys mentioned him because Justin Bieber was the focus. Oh, sure. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, all, right, 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 all, right, all right. So yeah, I'll clarify. Justin Bieber was the focus. <laughs> um, you know, I think I also, you know, I, I just love the mix of politics, religion, fun, pop culture, because I just like listen to people talk. So that's, that's why I enjoy your podcast. I don't, I don't necessarily need a story like cereal, even though I like cereal. Um, but Not just season like, two though. Season two is good. Yes. Yeah. Oh, please. Okay. Yeah. That's for a different time. <laughs> you have a weird standard sometimes when it comes to podcasts. My standard is that, like. is that there's a million podcasts out there, and I only want to listen to good podcasts. I think that's a, what, what, that's a fair that's standard. That's not a standard. That's just your <laughs> that's state. my standard. What? I have no idea what's what is good. Standard. I guess good is... So if, I yeah, really like. So it's like I really like season one of Serial, C- and then I started listening to season two, and it was one of the most boring things I ever listened to. So I have no problem just shutting it down. Mm-hmm. When you go into a podcast, though, what do you expect? Like, what's your expectations? Either to be interesting or entertaining. 
Mm. And that one, in my opinion, was okay. neither of those. Do you care okay, about like current, current, like current realities? Because like that's what I loved about the second season. Like they were naming, like they were talking about the the Obama administration, which still exists right now. And I could connect that. Like I could understand that a little bit as opposed to the first one. Like I really didn't know what was going on in the world. You know, I was young yeah. and I mean like, uh, you know, it was a very old mystery. That right. They were right. Going back. That's fine. Which was fun. It was still good, but mm-hmm. I really liked the second one because I was able to. Okay. Great. <laughs> I wish this podcast was more like serial. Yeah. Okay. But I've come to accept that like, that's just not who we are. That's not our brand. Yeah. And that's okay. Could you do it for like a four week uh, episode? Like try. <laughs> like solve a mystery. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, maybe. I, I would. I, that's my dream. Uh-huh. But I don't have. I mean, send your mysteries to Mandy at podcast.org. Okay. And we'll right. see. Right. <laughs> what, we, what we come up with. <laughs> that's not a real email. But yeah. Um, okay. yeah right. I just maybe need to like be more just like go to police stations more and just mm-hmm. see like what type of like mysteries there are still to be solved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I find something that piques my interest, you mm-hmm. know, and start to dig around. Yeah. That's probably, I'm guessing that's what Sarah Koenig does. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know a Sarah Koenig at SPU, but she's a theology professor. So I'm pretty sure it's not the same. Person. I just saw that the other day I was yeah. reading the- some, I don't know, a theology article or something. And Sarah Koenig's name came up and I uh-huh. was like, I now, to be fair, if she's listening confused. right now, she is amazing, amazing Hebrew scholar mm-hmm. and Old Testament scholar. Yeah. She is fantastic. Yeah. Now, she's probably not listening, so I probably won't Whoa, get props. No. But... Hillary Clinton listens to this podcast. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Haven't you listened to our last uh, few? Like the, the Hillary that's Clinton that's running for... That's funny. I, I have been listening. Yeah, yeah because yeah. we've oh, right, like okay. given HR. some suggestions yeah. and then really soon after the mm-hmm. podcast has been released, she kind of has made those suggestions. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, or that you're just really good at like you're just really good at your job and you just know these things and you should probably be working in politics. Well, I mean, that's a given, but I'm, <laughs> I've got a different job now, so maybe that can be the fallback. I don't know. Speaking of recent, you know, the question of what my favorite one, my favorite line, I, I'm not going to be able to quote it, but it was the about the Google Mail. Because, <laughs> that was your favorite? Well, because there was there's there's more to that, right? Because when I brought that up in the the text message, can I share what? Yeah, sure. Just okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, so when you sent it and you sent it to Mandy, and Mandy's like. I oh, think you okay, sent so, this to the wrong person. So my line, okay. <laughs> so <there> was, <laughs> we need to go is back. This when there was an episode where you gave a quote unquote tip about Go- yes. You, yeah. well, first, Google I Mail. said I said I use Google Mail. Yeah. And you said Gmail. Yeah. And I said, well, yeah, but it can also be Google Mail because you can also write Google right. Mail at right. the end of your Gmail instead of Gmail, and it will work the same. So you can get extra free things if you want. Okay, that's right. the line Caleb is talking about. Yes. Yes. And now. Okay, and then so Andy asks for my email, and yeah. I'm at calebcarbone at googlemail.com. That's what I say. It <laughs> was in a text message. It was in a text message, yes. right? Yeah. And man, well, and then well did I, you respond oh, to yeah. that? I don't, I don't think I responded, oh, okay. but I then I did a screenshot of that, and I sent it to Mandy, and I said, yeah. look, our podcast is so influential. Your response was, did you send the right picture? <laughs> <laughs> That's because right. Because I didn't. I thought didn't. he sent me the wrong screenshot because this tells me nothing. It just was Caleb. It's at Caleb Carbone anything. at googlemail.com. <laughs> and she's like, this is the wrong picture. 
And then you responded like, I guess Mandy doesn't even listen to our own yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just really, most of the time, it's you two conspiring against everybody. That's out. true. Or like you're always yeah. on each other's side when it comes to like yeah. debates amongst our friends. Right. So right. I don't really trust the influence. Okay. That's fair. Right. Of that. But okay. I'm glad you guys get along. <laughs> So what are we talking about today? We're talking about God. Let's talk. Um, <laughs> Unless I, there's okay. something more we want to get to, Caleb, no. like, do you have anything else you want to share or anything you feel like the listeners should know about you? They should know about me? Yeah. Well, you know, I hail originally from Seattle. Um, and I miss it. The sunshine state. Yeah, it, it, it shines. It shines. Um, you know, people, here, here's my experience with that. People go, oh, I visited Seattle and, you know, I brought my rain jacket. I brought both my rain jackets because I hear it rains and my umbrellas. And I'm like, you, you flew with your umbrellas? I don't understand. And they go, I didn't even need them. It, it was sunny the entire time. And I go, yes, that's right. It does have sunshine. It's not, it rains. And then they're like, but, you know, when it did rain, it was like light. And I'm like, yes. It doesn't rain as hard as it rains in the Midwest in terms of just like pouring. It's night yeah. light. It's a light mist. It's you know you, you guys can go don't out really with the get jacket. a lot of thunderstorms. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. So, so I, that's where. But I miss it. I miss the mountains. Yeah. I miss. I miss the people. I miss my my people. Starbucks. Um, I can get Starbucks here, oh, so it's not. That's yeah, good. yeah. So I can get it. Um, I actually <laughs> miss. Um, there is a roast. Uh, roaster. Roast, roaster. Yeah, yeah. Um, Broster, I think. Broster, that's what it is, yeah. In Portland, it's called Stumptown Coffee. Um, um, Barry Pike serves Stumptown, doesn't it? Uh, they serve Tugboat. Sorry. Oh, what is but you can get... It's a, local, it's a Chicago oh, roaster. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but the, uh, you can get them at does, Whole though. Foods. Backlot. Oh. Evanston serves Stumptown. Sorry to interrupt, but... So I miss I miss that, getting okay. that pretty frequently, because that was a that's a big coffee um, um, in the Northwest. Um, but I do. That's I miss hard. the hiking. I miss hiking. I don't get to hike. Ever. Why do you miss hiking? Because it's. It's. I mean, when you get to the top, you feel like you've actually accomplished yeah. something. Is hiking really just like what do you like? Describe to me like what you would do in a hike. <laughs> like when I picture mm-hmm. a hike, I picture mm-hmm. just like you're just you're struggling mm-hmm. to get up like the side of mm-hmm. a hill or a mountain. Yeah. yeah. And to me, that sounds like maybe like a spiritual discipline, but mm-hmm. not like something I would list as a hobby. Well, do you feel what about running? Hate it. Okay, so like this is the same principle. No, I think they're completely different principles, actually, <laughs> because hiking, you have the promise. It depends where you are. Uh-huh. In Minnesota or here, there's nothing to hike What's for. What's the point? But if you go to, I would imagine, Seattle, the Washington mm-hmm. area, yeah. or even like we went hiking in Yosemite in California, mm-hmm. you have the promise of at the end of this hike, you're going to get one of like the best views you've That's ever true. seen. Yeah. And so there's, it's not like... You're not hiking just because you're like walking through the woods. It's because mm-hmm. at the end there's like a beautiful thing you can see. Mm-hmm. So in that in that way, I think it's different than than running. That's true. And I mean, when you like climb five thousand feet in a day, I mean, like that's that's accomplishment, right? And sure. I'm a Boy Scout at heart. I bring everything. I bring my hammock. I bring like enough food for three days, even though I'm only going to be up there for like six hours. I, you know, I've got all my bandanas, every different color I need. <laughs> I got my, my knife, you know, just in case I get lost and I have to survive, you know? Yeah. So when I hike, like I'm not just hiking by myself, you know, I'll have a pack on, 
you know, and I used to hike with it with my dog and that was always fun too because, you know, yeah. you just go. So I don't get to do that very much anymore. So I miss that. Yeah. Yeah. But who knows? But we have the L, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't have to own a car here in Chicago. That is nice. Yeah. Well, all right. Do we know enough about you? I think so. Oh, I, I mean, well, we, we were in school together. I got an MDiv. Okay. If that matters. So you're that trained. You're trained theologically. Yeah, right. Yep. And I was a Christian theology major at my undergrad so at really Seattle trained. Pacific University. You're perhaps trained more in theology than we are. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We I've gotten, know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? We don't, you can't really, I mean, like, if we did a test, though, would it really, you know, would it really, I guess if we did a test on theology, is that even, I don't know. Uh, we write essays. Are so. you suggesting we? Do like some sort of challenge where yeah. we all take a test and yeah, get the best score. Yeah, I don't on know. the podcast, it's a very yeah very academic thing to do. Nah, we're I'm all right. We're not going to do that. That would be that would be more boring than this podcast than <laughs> already. <laughs> all right. <laughs> if anyone's still listening, um, it's probably just Caleb's family yeah. at this point, mm-hmm. which is fine. I'm not going to tell my family I was on this. Oh sure. my god! What? <laughs> Oh my goodness. You're embarrassed of us? I barely told my wife on the way out. Okay. Okay. I told her yesterday. Yeah. All right. So my first question is, when you think about God, what is comes to your mind? I think for me, I, the best I love, I like imagery. I do. I think we've gotten, I think we've gotten away from it um, pretty easily. Um, I like when Jesus writes in the sand, because what does he write? We don't know. Exactly. That's what I, that's what, that's, that's my, Ooh. yeah. That's okay. an image of God. That's right. my image of God. So a lot of mystery. Mystery. Very much so. But then also like the humanity of writing in the earth. Yeah. Just the, the playfulness, the reality the seriousness of it too of the situation but there's a playfulness of it it's unique i mean it's not like who who just writes in the sand like to to deal with an issue that just seems you know but yeah i think the mystery is what i what i first come to is that there's a lot of mystery um but yeah that's my first that's what i think of i think when i think about god i think a lot about like old testament imagery and sometimes i wish i didn't because i think that that can be it's just like so traditional <laughs> like mm-hmm. i wish i had some sort of like uh you know more progressive idea but i do think about kind of like breath a lot of times um and like the image of like the holy spirit hovering over the waters in the beginning of time and then that kind of that spirit and that wind like being a part of human existence forever i think that there are different like images that that come up for me about god at different times um like i can see god in different areas but i think something that's been really helpful for me is to see god as a mother and i think that that's been a like a healing image for me because Growing up, a lot of times, like, the image of God as father was forced on me, and it didn't necessarily resonate because I felt like it was such, like, a male image, but thinking and reading more about, like, God as mother has really helped open my eyes to, like, a more accessible 
God that I can understand or experience in a more uh, concrete way. Is there something about your experience previously or historically in your life that allows you to see God as a mother um, or have that better experience by seeing God as a mother? I mean, having a really good mom Mm -hmm. and having really amazing women in Mm -hmm. my life who like very much like embodied faithfulness Mm -hmm. and care for people and Mm -hmm. unconditional love. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. If, If you don't, if you've never had like a good mom or you didn't have a mom in your life at all, it's probably very difficult to see God as mother. Or if like you've just been like far too steeped in male imagery and you like, it's, I can understand how it's very hard for some people to have, to think about God as a mother or God as like a female figure. Mm -hmm. I don't think that God is female. I don't think God is gendered, but I think that that's just a helpful image for me because I do understand and have experience like that very unconditional love mm-hmm. of a mother. Um, yeah. Because for a lot of people, that's very redemptive work, right? Because they've had bad experience with their father or with males in their life. Yeah. And for them to get to a point where they start seeing what maybe a traditional feminine, you know, woman might look like, they can be like, oh my goodness, this this is this is great like this is very transform transformational for me um so that's what yeah and a lot of women too i think have never seen themselves in the divine Mm -hmm. like i i think it's hard to express how many women who grew up in a religious atmosphere how they were shamed for just being a woman Mm -hmm. and we're told like being a girl was a disadvantage even now, like this is not like a centuries old thing. Like I know women now who struggle with the fact that they are a woman in a religious setting, like that's considered a disadvantage. So it opens up like a brand new world of acceptance and of um, like, if you can understand like the quote unquote feminine imagery or even like characteristics of God, you can then see how you being a woman is not a bad thing. Like it's something that is a part of creation and something that God, God's self embodies Mm -hmm. a lot of times. So it's like a, it's a sign of kind of, there can be a great like moment of acceptance of yourself Mm -hmm. when you can see God as something other than like a angry white man in the sky with a long beard, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, just changes your dynamic, your concept of God mm-hmm. and yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, my turn. Yeah, yeah. You can go ahead. I don't. I don't have a good answer. Well, I have a complicated answer because I've been thinking about this a lot lately. But then, so uh, I'll just give my honest answer of what comes to my head when I think of God, and it's probably just like your traditional God as Father, as like a man up in the sky. Which I think is wrong, but maybe we'll talk about that later. That'll be like mm-hmm. the like I don't think that's a right that's a proper understanding of God, but that's still like what comes to my mind, mm-hmm. right, when I think of God. Um and I'm kind of interested yeah, that'll be cliffhanger till the mm-hmm. end. <laughs> <laughs> 
So is that something that was instilled in you in I don't know. Maybe up? just that's like traditional like evangelical. I bet mm-hmm. most people when they think of God and I'm not talking I'm not like that answer is not me writing a paper or actually like, making a statement about who who I think God actually is. That's just like what is in my initial thought in my like subconscious yeah. in my head even though so then even as I think if someone asked me what I think of God um if I was trying to give like what I who I actually think God is that would be my first thing and then I would quickly tell myself that's wrong and then I would come to a more complete understanding of Mm. God but that's still there Mm. a little bit so you listen to Peter Rollins podcast with Rob Bell I listened to the first part talking about God Mm -hmm. and what did he talk about in that one he talked about the four different types of Great. thinking about God. <laughs> so Caleb, we've just been inspired mm-hmm. by, I've talked with, with your wife Carrie mm-hmm. about this mm-hmm. on, a, on a trip once we took. Yeah. Not just me and Carrie, there were others there. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Not it, that that would be wrong. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> it might be little, yeah. just their annual trip to <laughs> Wisconsin Bells. Yep. Or- I guess just because you haven't known each other that, that long, yeah. no. But if you had this long history, I'd done yeah, whatever. No, but I just think it's interesting that like all of us, the three of us, relatively compared to like the history of time, mm-hmm. are very like as close to being like the same person as you can be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I know that's that a we're, really interesting statement. What do yeah. you mean? By we're that? different gender, but just like if you go like like. 4,000 years from now into the future uh-huh. and someone's like looking back at us we both are well first of all you and I are from the Midwest we're both from America we're both we're all white we're relatively the same age we went to the same seminary sure. we're working at the same church like we're very similar people yeah mm-hmm. but we all have like kind of different definitions of God mm-hmm. even though we graduated from the same seminary shouldn't mm-hmm. we believe in the same shouldn't we have mm-hmm. the same definition of God most people would think that right I think right. that yeah. Most times when you talk about God in church or anything, you just assume that everyone is think talking about the same thing, but yeah. in their minds it's like probably different for every single person. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why I think this discussion is fascinating. Yeah, definitely. So Peter Rollins, he, I'm a f we're a fan of his Mandy Mandy podcast, a fan of his. Um he talks about four different ways that God that you can think about God. Um his first is he says that God can be a super be- being, 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 bad at words. That God is a super being. <laughs> be- is it being or being? Be- it is being. certainly not being. <laughs> it being. is being. 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 Am I saying that right? It's being. Fine. Yep. The more you say it, the more annoying it becomes. <laughs> Just, Just stop talking in this way. Okay, God as a super being is more of like God as like a super version of ourselves, just in in the sky. Mm-hmm. I bet this is this is kind of what I think most people think about when mm-hmm. they think about God. Yeah. Do you agree with that? He's just a super like of whatever is like good. Yeah, so kind yeah. of like, just like a like, super version I, of us. Right? I love, but God loves more. God loves more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and like God, this is also God has powers, mm-hmm. right? So God chooses who has an earthquake and he chooses who gets a new mm. job and he chooses which i don't know president wins okay. right All so right. like hillary clinton wins and it's like oh god like well god made that happen right right so right. that's like right. super being god is up there deciding mm-hmm. like every single thing that happens wow okay all right all right yeah now let's talk about that oh okay <laughs> well 
I mean, the first thing I guess that comes to mind is the long debate of free will. Uh, how how does free will fit into uh, thinking about God like that? Um, how and you know when I say free will, you know how how do we how are we moved by our own you know selves into having a relationship with God if everything is just planned out and mm-hmm. you know uh, fixed by God? Yeah. Right. Well, even then, the common response to that would be that God gives us free will. Right. Yeah, it right. still was God's choice right, of whether right, to yeah. give free will or not to give free will. And God uh-huh. chose to get, give us free will. Uh-huh. But then it's still you have there have to be like if you think about it enough, mm-hmm. there's some really bad things that happen mm-hmm. that like don't have a good consequence. Mm-hmm. Right? right. That mm-hmm. are just bad for the sake of being bad. Right. Some people will say oh, everything happens for a reason. Right. So maybe if someone's if someone I don't know, if you lose your job, maybe it will make you a better person and you end up mm-hmm. getting a better job. So it's like, oh, look, mm-hmm. God like used that so that God took you away from that job and gave you this other job because it would all work out better in the end. Yeah. But there's some things that will happen that are just bad that don't have any, mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't know, children, a kid being in sex slavery, right? Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. no, like, oh, God's working some good through this. Mm-hmm. It's just a bad thing. So right, then right. where is that like God who has powers mm-hmm. in the sky? Why isn't God doing something for that? Right. So that brings into questions of like, is God good or mm-hmm. is God powerful? Mm-hmm. Which are exhausting. Well, there's also the, is God transcendent or is he here with us, moving with us? You know, and um, also, you know, God you know, through through Scripture, at least through through the Bible, has changed. Well, let me re, re, let me go back. God has changed God's mind. Okay. okay? Because Moses changed God's mind, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not as if God is, you know, doing anything just by Himself either. I think that God has the ability to change God's mind, and I think because we have this relationship with God. We're able to, to, it's just more than just God doing this, this thing from a distance, from a transcendent, you know, view. Um, now, the best example, of course, is Jesus coming down, having this experience. I don't know if that's another view of, of, of Pete or Peter. Um, Petey. Petey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, he, you know, Jesus walked along with us and experienced um a lot of the, you know, the struggles, the temptation, the trials and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So you think Jesus was God changing God's mind? No, I I think that, you know, the fact that, that God is, you know, you talked about the bad and being like, it's just, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, God experienced that too. Right. So God wasn't, you know, I'm saying, okay, God's bringing Jesus down and then he's just going to still be doing everything like you know, God's in this mess of everything too, right? That there's some free will going on and maybe God gave us free will and, you know, but at the same time though, it, it, it he's not controlling that free will. God's not controlling that free will. So. Yeah. To me, this view, the super being view is like the most human of all of them. Like it's the most man-made mm. in the way that it yeah. looks because it's like, okay, it, it, it looks so, it sounds so much like something a human would come up with. Like, I'm going to think of a person who is me, but super, and that person will, like, I will blame, or I will um, assign, like, all the mystery in the world to, 
like this, there has to be something out there that controls everything because that makes me feel secure. And so, or that makes me, that gives me something to be mad at even. So the being that I'm going to construct in my own imagination is like me, but so much stronger and so much better and so much higher, but also so dissatisfying. Like, it just seems like it, this view, although it's so popular, like lives in the mind of a human being and it can't be any, it can't grow out of that. Like can't be anything bigger than what we conceptualize. But do you think that view could have come from Jesus being God and then in a human form? So we just assume that like Jesus was the God that we see, right? So isn't mm-hmm. that enough reason to make Jesus... To, to make God into a someone like Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Which is then someone like us. I'm not saying that's that's right or anything. I'm just thinking if that's where it, where it came from. Like Jesus was a human being, but like the best human being. Yeah. So and so that's God. God is like a being, but super. Yeah. So a transcendent. Yeah. And Jesus had, had powers, you know, he could do miracles, mm-hmm. raised from the dead. So now Jesus and God are just up there together kind of doing similar things. So you would not be surprised if you go back to the first question and what do you think about, you know, when you think about God, what do you, what do you think, you know, how are you thinking if somebody, and I feel like this is a very evangelical, you know, response is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like when I think of God, I think of Jesus. Right. Because I mean, we have a lot of, we have a lot of information about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's probably where mine is getting back to is like Jesus. Well, now Jesus is back conceptually he died and he rose again now he's back in heaven and so he's there and god is is there in the holy spirit and god's kind of like jesus just a little bit i don't know <laughs> bigger or something grayer grayer <laughs> a little older but i don't know um let me let me ask a question i was thinking about this do you think this is why we get so excited um for people that are stars like celebrities because they're super people in their own mind like they yeah. either have a super voice and they, they're closer to, to hearing God's voice than to hearing ours if mm. God was singing. Mm. Like we're so, because like if we think of a super God, people that are super beings, you know, like they're just really good at something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we like kind of say, well, that's what attracts us to that person. Wow. I might be. That is fascinating. I might no. be jumping. <laughs> my first, no, no, my first response is that that's, that's okay but then like those things that we value in stars like singing are different for each culture and each time yeah so right so like it can't be that for god Mm -hmm. because we we like singers and blonde hair or whatever you know Mm -hmm. whatever people value at that time Mm -hmm. but then maybe that also is the way it works for god that Mm -hmm. like our conception of god changes as we value different things Mm -hmm. as a culture and and as as humans Mm-hmm. That kind of God as a super being just ends up being a super version of ourselves. In that specific time. Yeah. Yeah, and place. But we assume that, like, this is how God has always been. This is who God is. And we're so confident about it. Right. That, like, at some point people are so confident that God, you know, God blesses America. That America mm-hmm. was God's, like, chosen country or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or even, like, before all the world wars, that, like, humanity was on this great path that 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 everything was going to be great mm-hmm. and then things didn't didn't work out 
Well, so that's kind of a flaw of this view is that it's culturally subjective. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and personally like chronologically, subjective. historically, it's completely subjective to whatever is valued at that time. Yeah, because this view is God is like a super version of yourself, kind of. And then, but each, so the problem with that, obviously, is that each person is different. Mm -hmm. And so the super version of yourself. But that's why God usually is male. Like, that's why God sure. is usually yeah, portrayed absolutely. as male, because the people who have been controlling the narrative of the super being are creating God in their own image, and they're male most yeah. of the time. Yeah, absolutely. Great. So what's the next view? The next view is God as a hyper being. So that's kind of similar to God as a super being, but it's kind of like beyond what we can conceptualize, mm -hmm. right? So that God is maybe not a, a person sitting up in the sky, mm -hmm. but like it's the idea that we can't even conceive of what mm -hmm. God is. Mm -hmm. That God's like beyond what we can comprehend or beyond what we can articulate mm. this one i i have an easier time um I, I didn't have a hard time but i think i i i can agree with this one a little bit more um mostly because how we deal with language and just the diversity of language in in yeah. our world this is probably the most orthodox yeah view right. of god like traditional christianity right and, and and we'll never be able to really um articulate god right because we don't have the language that we have built is not built by by um, God, um, mm -hmm. but also I was thinking about you know our experience, our feelings, our inner feelings um, are a way of experiencing God. Um, I mean, how does that you know how do we deal with that? And you think about you know if you did a sermon and you just said okay for the next you know thirty minutes we're just going to feel God, and we'll just sit here. Um, I'm sure that, like you said, more of, a, of an orthodox pl place might be able to actually do that. But you do that in an evangelical church, mm -hmm. they're going to be like, I came here for that 60-minute 60 minute, 60 minute sermon. Like, where is it? I yeah. can't. I need you to tell me everything so I can start visualizing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not even just orthodox. I think it includes evangelical view. Mm -hmm. of uh, Maybe the top evangelical scholars, whoever they are, would probably come to this sort of sure, view. Maybe. They would say yeah. God's not... A human up right. there but right. yeah, we can't really mm -hmm. articulate god it reminds me of quakers like when oh, you were yeah. saying like sitting and like we're oh, just yeah. gonna sit here and mm -hmm. experience god like that's what quaker meetings do right they just there's no sermon there's no ordained pastor like there's really no structure or hierarchy mm -hmm. you just come and you sit in this space and you just like try to tap into the spirit mm -hmm. to god which is pretty amazing have you guys heard of james terrell he's an artist what 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 is some of the work that he does he's most famous for a giant crater that he has been carving out since the 70s okay he's a quaker though okay and he his whole aesthetic and like his whole purpose of his art is just to create different perspectives on, I don't know if he'd say God, but like this, he does a lot of work with the sky. Okay. And he was like, basically, 
his whole career in art was launched by his grandmother telling him that like when we go into a Quaker meeting space, we go to just to like greet the light is what she said. Wow. So he sees God as that, like Mm -hmm. this unexplainable like experience we have with this hyper being Mm -hmm. that we can't explain. Mm -hmm. So he's been working for years to carve out this. It's literally, it's a crater. It's called the Rodin crater. And he is like carving out this crater (laughs) in order to create just like different perspectives on the sky and the divine. Wow. You have to look it up. Okay. Like, All right. There's videos you of like Terrell. walking through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you like walk through, he's like, he's digging out these tunnels and all these like different spaces where you can like experience the sky in a way that you never have before. Hmm. So you walk through and like your sense of perspective is totally shifted because you go underground and then he like takes you up through, he's an architect Mm -hmm, too. mm -hmm. So he like takes you up like through stairs and different like spaces to where you don't really know where you are. And then you suddenly come and there's like one perfectly proportioned opening Mm -hmm. to the sky. Mm -hmm. And Hmm. you like see space in a way that you never could see it in Mm -hmm. any other place on earth. Hmm. Now, not to be too critical, (laughs) But what if you're looking through that and you're like six foot six and the other person's five foot six? Doesn't your perception change a little bit? Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because perfect might be from however tall he is. Right. Well, and he just, he perfectly proportions it, I mean, in terms of like, it's like a perfect oval. Oh, I see what you're saying. He's like very, very strict about all of his different like measurements and proportions. Uh So when you like come into this space, it's like completely symmetrical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you don't even really like feel like you're on earth because Mm -hmm. it's, everything is so proportioned in a way that things usually never are. Yeah. Especially when you're looking up at the sky. Right. Right. But I think that to me is like a kind of a visual representation of like the hyper being. Hmm. Also, um, Drake's Hotline Bling video. Many people believe that that video, the aesthetics of it, were inspired by James Terrell. Really? Yeah, because his like light boxes. Wow. It looks like a James Terrell. Art Hotline Bling it, went so. from number one to now. I don't know how you can get higher than that. <laughs> I was listening to that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Best of 2015. I just yeah, it was a really amazing moment when I realized that. My favorite artist, and, <laughs> and Drake, yeah. just like one of my favorite people, <laughs> we're having like a moment of inspiration yeah. together. It's pretty cool. I think something that fits well with this is how like whenever Jesus talked about God or kingdom of heaven, he's said it was li- like something, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. parables and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he, that like the only way, Richard Rohr always talked about the only way you can talk about God is through a metaphor. That like... Which, if you sit with that for a little bit, like it really messes with how much you think you know about mm-hmm. God. That that we think we know so much mm-hmm. and have God kind of figured out at times. But if the only way we can talk about God is through metaphor, saying God is like something else, or God is similar to this, that really means we we can't really mm-hmm. articulate that much about God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think that this this idea would make like the academia academia like very angry? No, this is. I think this is what they would like. 
Okay. Actually. Because like when we write papers, though, you have to come to a conclusion. Like you can't just come to like. Uh, well, I think this view of God parable. still has all the lots of the problems of the yeah. other of the super being uh-huh. God, because even though you can't really articulate what God is or what God looks like or who God is, mm-hmm. you just know it's beyond what you can think of. There's still these problems of evil and stuff on the earth mm-hmm. that that exists with this mm-hmm. view of God. But it's just a little more, I don't know, I think it's be- definitely better than super being mm. because it's God is less in your image. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a good one then. Yeah. But we, we have two left. And we're running out of time. We've already maybe gone. I mean, there's no time limit on these. We do do what we want, don't we, Mandy? We do. Um, but we're going to move to part two because this has just been such a great conversation. And uh, so we'll be back um, a little bit later with more from the Andy and Mandy podcast with uh, me and Mandy and, and Caleb Carbone. Goodbye.